When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, something that's happened over the last couple of months is we've really adopted, well, the world game. Mm. Football, Joga Benito, soccer, in this little, little family that we have. And we've absolutely loved every second of it. And, guys, our first guest, this is a real treat. Um, so a real upcoming star in Australian media. Joining us now on the Summer Run Home is the host of Ten's Dub Zone and the Born Offside podcast. It's Kat Haddad. Hello. Are you there, Kat? Hello. Yes, I'm here. How are you, Kat? Very well. How are you guys going? We're going very well. I don't know if you've seen any of what's going on down in Melbourne. Um, Berentini's on the ropes against Murray. Um, but uh, obviously, you, you're, I mean, that's a round ball game, but your uh, round ball game, your specialty is, uh, is the football, the soccer. Um, how was covering the World Cup for SBS? I, uh, we enjoyed your work. Thank you. Just on that, I am a big fan of the Oz Open and tennis in general. And you're talking about that ball boy cat. Did you see it? I actually saw no, not, not that, but not. I got to see my own. I got to see that myself in 2012. I saw a semi-final between Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal. And a ball boy did exactly that. And it was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen. And I've never forgotten about it. And I didn't think it would happen again at the Australian Open. So... It's so was that cool more that was today. that more memorable than you seeing two of the greatest tennis players of all time? Was this kid's catch? Because that it must was... have been a good catch. <laughs> Do you know what? It was just an overwhelming experience in general to see that, <laughs> to see Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal. I'm a huge Nadal fan. I've been following him since I was 12 years old. So it, that experience alone was crazy. But speaking of crazy experience, obviously working across SBS for the World Cup was just the pinnacle of of football experiences for me being an up-and-coming football presenter and podcaster and the job that I had for that show was also to look at rewinds and what had happened throughout the World Cup throughout history and all of those special moments that had happened at all the different World Cups so it it improved my knowledge extensively but it was such a reminder that it is the world game for a reason and there's so many moments that sometimes we we forget about or we take for granted, but I think we were pretty lucky to have the World Cup that we had this time around as well. It was amazing in its own right. It just sounds like an awesome job for a football nerd, which is what we, we <laughs> often pinch ourselves that we get to talk about sport and watch sport all the time because we are also sporting nerds. Mm. Uh, now, Kat, I have to ask, we there's a man in there that you worked with that we worked with for a long time, the great Mark Bosnich, the B-man. Was mm-hmm. he a pleasure to work with? So I met Bozza once. He oh, came gosh. through. That's so for, all you need. for context, mm. yeah. <laughs> we worked out of a different studio, but we did have the privilege of meeting him where he came through. But I think it's worth noting that they started their show at 2 a.m. in the morning. So they had to be on set at 2 a.m. And then our show was from about 8 a.m. So by the time they're coming to our studio, it's been a long day and he was really nice considering the time that he had to wake up because I've met much grumpier people in my time. Oh, yeah. If you need middle of the night energy, Boz is your man. He is... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%, yeah. 100%. He knows how to breathe. But also just 
he's just a legend in the Australian game. And so for someone like myself, it's just so cool to to meet people like himself and to see what they've done. And then I guess you, you could say that there's this other generation coming through who takes so much inspiration from guys like him who are trying to keep it alive. And we're always competing with the other sports, even though I love them. The truth is part of the conversation is always trying to find space for that football conversation as well so it's just great to meet guys like that and and to show them that you're giving it a good go as well yeah a legend of the australian game is right and i know you've met him because that's one of his talking points that's how he introduces himself mark bosnich <laughs> a legend of the australian game he, uh, i love it and i wouldn't be surprised oh no well, you, we, when we used to work at fox and he would come there'd be 500 people working on the floor and the b-man would come in bozza and he would have time for every single person. He would just steal the show. In the middle of an office working day, the B-man would come in yep. and he would just absolutely, he'd take everybody's attention. It was amazing. Time for everyone, even the people that didn't have time for him. It was <laughs> <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> he was brilliant. Now, uh, let's chat a bit of EPL yeah. quickly. Mm. Cat Arsenal, uh, miles in front. Can anybody catch them? Eight points clear at the moment, which if you had told me last season Arsenal were going to be in the position that they're in, I would not have believed you. However, I think Mikel Arteta, the manager of Arsenal, he's been in for a couple of years now and he had a rough start, but I really think it's a testament to having that patience with managers, which is obviously uh, something we see in every sport, right, where we question whether or not you get rid of managers too soon because they're not getting the results. But I think it's proof that Arteta understood what that team needed and he's brought in some amazing transfers. They're they're flying at the moment and I find it really hard to, to imagine that they won't take out the title. And it is pretty controversial because I think a lot of people still think it's only eight points a lot can happen which is true but I just think Arsenal look too good right now so something will have to have to happen to that team for them not to keep doing what they're doing yeah just on that Man City I think are the in second place at the moment but um Man Mm -hmm. United took out the uh the derby on the weekend do you think that they Man United are more likely to catch Arsenal or, or do you think Man City will hold that second place I don't think you can ever discount what Man City can do. I just think that they're such a powerhouse. But what Man United have done under Ten Hag is crazy too, in terms of turning the season around. We talk about Arsenal having a great season from the start, but United started really rough. And then everyone kind of doubted Ten Hag, but I think he's he's proven that once again, he knows what he's doing. And players like Marcus Rashford, who he, he does a lot of work outside of football. He's He's got a great image, and I think he does a lot in the humanitarian space in the UK. And so to see a player like that, who a lot of fans of the sport love, I'm not a United supporter, but I like Marcus Rashford. He's absolutely flourishing under Ten Hag and scored a beautiful goal on the weekend. And he's just, it, the proof is in the pudding. And I think if anyone can challenge the title, it's probably one of the Manchesters right now. Uh, and it is nice to see United turn around a little bit because it's been a while and I think the fans have needed a little bit of respite. They've needed to see them doing a little better and they got what they wished for. Now you're talking about teams that can uh, vie for the title. Sadly, uh, your Liverpool is not one of them. What's going on there, Kat? Yeah, one, this is another case of if you told me last season... I wouldn't believe you because we were fighting for the quadruple last year. We had four trophies, four potential trophies on the on the table last season. And we're here fighting to stay in the top 10. 
we're in shambles. We lost Sadio Mane, who I think we took for granted at the time. He, the pairing with Mo Salah is how I think Salah scored a lot of his goals when they were playing together. And I just think something is missing. And we've signed Cody Gakbo, who I think is a brilliant signing. He absolutely shunned over the World Cup, but I don't know if it's enough. And our manager, Jurgen Klopp, said recently, just off the back of this last game, where we lost 3-0 to Brighton at home, oh, who, man. by the way, are now being managed by Di Zerbi, who has a great reputation in Italy and an amazing manager, but he's absolutely showing that he knows what he's doing. But Jurgen Klopp said that that was the worst football performance he had seen ever. And I think that is kind of confronting as a Liverpool supporter. So I think we're just at now where we're just wanting to stay in that top 10. You don't want to drop any lower than that. We've got a game coming up against Chelsea who are honestly doing no better than we are. Uh, Maybe just one win more than we have at the moment, but it's kind of struggle straight for for both those teams, which I think is huge because you've got a top six that's very different, starkly different to previous seasons, which makes it interesting for neutral fans, but it's a tough watch at the moment for Liverpool supporters. Yeah, there, there's actual financial implications for, for them dropping down. Am I right? Yeah, of course. There's, I mean, there's there's a huge array of issues if you drop down. You've got the fact that you want to play European football, you want to be in the Champions League. The further down the table you drop, the harder that is to achieve. And then there's obviously the implications of money and and what you can win and and also the type of players that you can sign. But I think a huge thing for Chelsea too is that under their new manager, Todd Bowley, they've spent half a million dollars on transfers in a season. And that's more than Liverpool spent in the last four seasons, I believe, under the Fenway Sports Group, which is just you wonder if there's a plan here or if it's kind of like... I don't know, let's hope for the best. So the, the story right now is that Chelsea signed Mudrik, who is, he's a player from the Ukraine. And Arsenal were flirting with Mudrik for a while, saying that they were going to sign him. And then overnight, Chelsea go in, they make an offer, 150 Australian million Australian dollars for this guy, which is, I think, a record signing. But I'm not, I'm not a stats person in that sense. But I'm pretty sure it's a record signing. It's kind of like the mate or your enemy. No, they're enemies. Let's call them enemies. Your enemy is right. gone and just date. Just ask the girl out that you've been talking to for ages. And it's like, why would you do that? Yeah. Uh, Especially if he's got $150 million. I'll tell you who's winning that battle. Yeah, I know. He's just, I know. He's just flaunting how much money he's got. And you're wondering, do you actually like the girl or were you just looking at her because your mate was? You know what I mean? Yeah. We're still talking it's about soccer, messy. right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Good. Just double checking. Sometimes, just to... sometimes you just got to paint it in a way that yes. it pulls some heartstrings for people, yes. you know, because they've got to understand how big of a deal it is. But it's it's still a kind of strange signing for Chelsea, and I don't know if it's a player that they really needed because they've got so much depth in their midfield and in their attacking, and they've gone and bought him. But anyway, only time will tell. But. Yeah, it's a very interesting time in the Premier League, that's for sure. It is. And I'm assuming there's been a big groundswell post-World Cup, seeing all these amazing players come back. And um, I'm guessing, Mm. you know, more people are watching it than ever at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Now, speaking of that, Kat, last year you attended the Women's World Cup draw in New Zealand, which must have been amazing. There's only 184 days to go and there's already been 500,000 tickets sold. The excitement for this event must be building. 
It is. It's so exciting to see. And we talk about the Women's World Cup every episode of Dob Zone. We're always looking at, we're on Matilda's watch. We're like, who should Tony Gustafsson be signing for this team? There's so much momentum around football right now. And in the women's game, the fact that we have a Women's World Cup around the corner on home soil, it's so exciting. And I think it's something that even if you dabble in football, I highly encourage you to just go and watch a game because the beauty of the World Cup is that it brings together the best talent that you have in that sport across the world. And we've got some really interesting, we've got an interesting draw for the Aussies. So we face the Republic of Ireland and it's the first time that they've qualified. We'll face Nigeria who actually have an amazing record. And we're also facing Canada who are a very tough opponent. But I think in general, there's just great momentum that's also come from a successful campaign for the Socceroos. And there's so much investment now in women's football because we're hosting the World Cup. There's about $250 million now invested into developing the sport in Australia. And what that will do for the sport over the next couple of years is insane. And that's why for someone like myself, it's really exciting to be a part of it and to work across it and to see the change. But I think if anything, we just need more people talking about the Women's World Cup and and hyping it up because it's going to be such a fun month in Australia. Yeah, as you said, we need more people talking about it, which is exactly what you guys do on Dub Zone, uh, which is 2.45pm Saturdays on 10 Play. Uh, quickly, just tell us a little bit about the show, what our uh, listeners can expect when they tune in. Of course. So it is basically a watch along. If you know Goal Rush for the Premier League or Red Zone for the NFL, it's essentially the same concept. We have a couple of games that all kick off at the same time on Saturdays at 3pm. We sit down, we watch it. We've got a football pundit. We've got a host in Neve Owens who also hosted the SBS World Cup. So she knows what she's talking about. And we've got Teo Pelletzeri who is just a wealth of knowledge on all things football. And so the four of us sit down, we talk about it, we react to what we're seeing and we engage with all of the social comments that are coming through as well, which makes it really fun. And it also means that people can be part of the conversation and watch us talking about their comments. Sounds like a lot of fun. Kat, will be tuning in. Now, before you go, uh, you are a massive South fan. Mm. So let's just crystal ball at a touch. Where are they finishing in 2023? They're going to finish. They're going to, they're going to make another final. Another grand final. Another grand final. Okay. And they will win. Oh, no, they'll the win. whole thing. Premiership. That sounds you know like a what? South They're fan. They're the whole thing. It is, I, you know what? It's the birthday of South Sydney today. Is, is it? it? Oh. Today is the – it's our 115th birthday today. And so it feels like it's the right thing is to come in with that much hope today. If do, I'm going to do it any day, it's today. Do, do they subtract the three years that you guys weren't there when they do the – was it three years that South weren't there? <laughs> yeah, it I would be 118. 118 it yeah. would be. But, yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, well, so, it is sorry what it to... is, but we move. <laughs> sorry. We're resilient. We're yes. resilient. We keep going. Yes, you It are. is what it is. You are. Hey, oh, Kat. yeah, we know you guys keep going on and on. <laughs> on, and on. <laughs> hey, Kat, thank you so I'm much. I'm glad I'm ticking all the stereotypical boxes for you guys. <laughs> oh, definitely the South ones. Definitely. Hey, uh, Kat, thank you so much for joining us. We'll chat to you soon. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Right, Take care, guys.